0: I believe that as we, as a body of Christ, as we stay prayerful, as we do what we know we should do, not just as a congregation, but whoever is preaching, whoever is teaching, If we're all in unity and we're all doing what is right seeking the face of the Lord asking him what he wants I believe as long as that's happening then every single service that we are in God has something for each and every one of us because as we seek his face and we say God what do you want to say today because as teachers and preachers we're just vessels that's it we're just conduits as brother smith says that the spirit of the lord should be able to flow through so as we seek his face and say lord what do you want i believe when we say that when he speaks to us of what to teach what to preach it's because there's needs in the congregation there's needs in our own life first and he helps us with that but I just believe because of my experience (laughs) I'm convinced that every time I walk into the house of the Lord there's something for me every time that's why I don't like to miss because if he has something for me I want it (laughs) it's going to make me a better person so you should say sister Burke please don't ever miss church you need it Um, so today we're going to turn to Mark chapter 1 and please don't think I just said all of that because of what I'm teaching today I just said it because that's what I felt last night in prayer I give not just honor but I give high honor to my husband for week 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 after week after week after week after week after week after week unselfishly giving of his time to prayer and fasting to find out what we need as a congregation so i honor you today as my husband but also as my pastor Uh, mark chapter 1 verses 16 through 18 now as he walked by the sea of galilee he saw simon and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Hmm, must have been something about him. For people just drop everything and follow him. Matthew 4 19 and 20 says, <clears throat> and he saith unto them follow me and i will make you fishers of men and straightway they left their nets and followed him immediately they became students a disciple is simply a student a pupil one who follows the teachings of another so you are a disciple of jesus christ you follow his teachings we follow his teachings so we are disciples but jesus as he said he wasn't just interested in teaching them how to fish they already knew how to fish he said if you'll follow me i'll teach you how to catch men that could be a topic at a singles conference right there (laughs) Maybe I'll call somebody and say, you want me to come and preach at your singles conference? i got a subject here. (laughs) But he wanted them to know how to catch men, how to catch followers. In other words, how to get men to believe what they say and then in turn have their own followers. That's what he was going to teach them. I think it's interesting that the first three very important things that jesus did when he began his ministry on the earth was he went into the wilderness and he prayed and he fasted so if you're interested in ministry at all those are the first two most important things to do and actually we're all ministers so we should all have a prayer life and we should all have fasting in our life but the third thing he did was he went and found followers i think he believed in himself (laughs) to the point where he's like hey you need to follow me trust me you need to follow me he found followers to teach them the way to teach them how to find followers and that's exactly why you and I are here today because somebody some disciple of Christ talked to us if, if it was our parents if it was a Sunday school teacher if it was a neighbor or a friend whoever it was they discipled us and then we became a follower or a disciple and it's supposed to continue on and evidently it has since the days of christ we're still finding followers thank god for that he never meant for anything to end um, when the new testament ended that's why the book of acts just kind of trails off there's no ending to it because there wasn't supposed to be an ending to it we are supposed to continue on as the book of acts we may not know the bible forward and backward but to find disciples someone to follow us follow what we're saying is just as simple as finding somebody that's hungry and hurting and needy and then teach them his ways we're all students or disciples of jesus but we are to be finding more students people that will follow us that's the goal to be finding people that we can talk to we can talk about jesus to them we can let them know that there's hope that's what i want to talk to us today about is sharing hope right away jesus began showing them miracles and wonders they just uh you know they were in awe he asked them anybody bring lunch and i can just kind of see them they probably just kind of chuckled under their breath uh yeah but it was just you know fish and bread it's just for one person i mean there's five thousand people here jesus and he began to show them who he really was and he began to multiply and there were some left over leftovers started in the bible i don't know if pastor is really saved because he does not like leftovers <laughs> unless it's soup so i guess he does <laughs> but showing them the miracles the signs the wonders was not just for their observation I'm sure it was to build their faith and and let them know who they were really following. He wasn't just a teacher, a rabbi, but it was for them to observe and to learn and to repeat so that they would turn around and mimic him. Before he left them as their instructor, as their savior, he said this in Mark 16 beginning with verse 15 and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature do you think he was only talking to people that were preachers no he wasn't he was just talking to disciples followers people like you and i he that believeth in is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe these signs shall follow those who follow him those who believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so then after the lord had spoken unto them he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of god and they went forth and preached everywhere the lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following amen and he's still doing it today as we continue to follow his teachings his signs continue to follow us we can still lay hands on the sick and see them recover we can still cast out demons in his name We've talked a lot lately, Pastor has talked about it, different ones have talked about it, about discipling people. I am a firm believer, and I have experienced it for myself. That's why I'm a firm believer. That in order to be successful at bringing others into your beliefs, you have to be convinced. Of your beliefs yourself, you need to be a hundred percent convinced of what you are trying to persuade someone else to believe and I think people know when we 're not convinced <laughs> a few years back, <clears throat> trying to think of what year it was uh, two thousand and ten well, in two thousand and nine, I had uh, come in contact with this product called Arbonne, a skincare line that was based out of Switzerland. And, you know, it was one of those parties in the house and you go and you soak your feet and it was wonderful and you try the products. And by the girl, Sherry, she was selling this stuff. She was convinced of it. To a point where she convinced me just by what she was saying so i'm like okay let me buy a little bit of this and try it we tried it and within days saw results it didn't take me long at all to be convinced that these were some of the best products that i had ever come in contact with Um, yes it was a little bit expensive but the results were worth it. Uh, Micah was very young at that time, and he had, had developed like eczema on his elbows and different areas, and all we did was switch from suave or whatever body wash we were using, or zest or whatever it was, um, to Arbonne's body wash, and every bit of that cleared up. I was 100% in. I was 100% sold. Um, My husband had very dry skin, and we just tried their body wash. And immediately, he didn't have to scratch all the time. He wasn't, you know, his skin was not dry anymore. I was convinced. I'm actually 112 years old, but I use the anti-aging. So it is working. <laughs> oh. But within about nine months time I had talked to so many people about these products. Well, for a while I was talking to people and I wasn't selling it and somebody said, Hey, if you're gonna tell people about this, you may as well get the commission. So anyway, I signed up and within nine months time got to almost the one of the top positions in the not in the company, but that you could get to and uh, earned enough money to where i could make a mercedes payment they give you an extra bonus when you get to that level so you can make a mercedes payment i mean i was convinced well i still i, I probably could walk right back into the business today and get right back up there because i'm still sold on it but i made the choice to it was taking a lot of time so i made the choice to okay i'm done with this um as a business but i'm still 100% sold on the products because they work so when you are 100% convinced of what you believe to be is true it's easy to persuade other people i was sold therefore i could sell we've talked a lot about discipling people bringing people into the body of christ through discipleship when jesus called his disciples he simply said follow me did he mean it literally yes in that moment he did they dropped their nets and started walking behind him but i believe of course we all know he meant it in a spiritual sense I believe he meant do as I do I'm gonna show you how I act so then you can act the way that I act I'm gonna show you how I interact with people so you'll know how to do that I'm gonna show you how I feel about little children so you can turn around and do the same thing they aren't just a bunch of little brats running around they're little human beings with a soul and we better love them and not treat them like they're brats because they're not. He said, watch the way that I minister to people. Now you are going to turn around and do the same thing if you're my follower. If you're convinced of what you're seeing is true, then turn around and do the same thing. Brother Cressman on Friday night said it in a different way but basically to kind of sum it up he said keep your mind on others and off of yourself that was the life of jesus he didn't even have a place to lay his head his thoughts are constantly on us and he proved that to be true as he walked this earth and that's what the disciples were seeing they were seeing this instructor that they began to follow and wow they were beginning to be convinced so before they could begin to share the good news and lay hands on the sick and do what jesus did they had to be convinced they saw it firsthand i still think it's awesome um those that came to the Lord and became apostles and disciples after he was already resurrected after he was already gone I think it's amazing that they did some of the same things and even more so than those original disciples and they didn't even know Jesus firsthand I guarantee you though there was a lot more people that doubted than Thomas (laughs) he wasn't the only one that doubted But those disciples went on to obey the instructions of their teacher, of Jesus. They waited in an upper room. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. If they weren't on board 100% before that, after that, they were 100% on board, convinced of the gospel of jesus christ and if you have been filled with his spirit we should be a hundred percent convinced of this gospel but what i want to talk to us about today is sharing that hope with other people Before I can share hope with someone, I need it myself. Before I can share unconditional love with someone, I need it myself. Before I can share peace with someone, then I need to be convinced that he's the peacemaker, that he is the peace speaker in every situation. Before I can tell you that there is hope no matter what the situation, I need to be convinced that there is hope no matter what. We all know it. We're living in a world full of very hurting people. Every day, every day, people wake up and they are convinced that there's no hope. They're convinced that everything in their lives is just going to remain the same. There's just no, nothing's ever going to change. It's not like I'm, you know, sitting outside of their bedroom door and can hear them say that when they wake up. But in my spirit, I know what they're saying. That nothing's going to change. There's just no hope. It doesn't take very long to have a conversation with someone who doesn't know the Lord to hear coming out of their spirit there's just no hope there there's just nothing's going to change I can't see anything changing it's up to you and I to number one be convinced that whatever that person tells you no matter how bad it looks or how bad it sounds we have to be convinced that there's hope for them they, they may tell us the worst story. And, and we can't hardly even comprehend it because it's so bad that we're struggling to even get out of our mouth. Well, I know God can take care of it. But we do know that he can take care of it. And we have to be willing to share that hope with people. this is where we come in as his disciples a continuation of the book of acts students of his word we can talk to anybody and they can bring any situation to us and confide in us and we can in turn give them hope let them know there is hope no matter what, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter how dark it looks, no matter what a doctor says, God has the final say. We haven't just read about hope, you and I. We've experienced it. We have experienced it to a point where we should be 100% convinced that there is hope no matter what I don't know about you but sometimes I find myself when I'm talking to someone and they are sharing maybe it's a doctor report that how bad it is and you know the cancer is here there and everywhere or um, you know because of what I've heard in the past of someone that's died of the same thing um, you listen and you know god's a healer he's healed your body before you know all of this and because of what they're saying and how they're saying it sometimes it's hard to even get the words out there well i know what god can do because they sound so convincing (laughs) they're they're convinced that what the doctor said is true and it's the final word and that's it i've got six months to live and that's it and their words can be more convincing than what we know to be true but as his followers as his disciples that's what we are we follow him we are students of the word we know there is hope no matter what a doctor says. No matter what a divorce, divorce lawyer says. No matter if it looks like their kids are never going to come back home. We know there is hope. We can reach to God in prayer and everything can change. We've experienced it. So we should be convincing we're very capable teachers of hope because we have experienced it sometimes we do lose sight of hope ourselves sometimes situations get a little tough in our lives and we can lose sight of hope and sometimes we're not very good at sharing hope with others because we're kind of struggling ourselves but that's where always, always, always we reach to the word of God. That's where every answer is. It's in the word of God. And it will speak life into our spirits. If you have a tough time reading, put it on your phone and listen to it. Or do both. With every answer, i mean you could be in a in a pretty bleak place yourself you could be like i don't know struggling financially or struggling physically or spiritually even but you've got um somebody set up that you're going to be teaching a bible study to or just talking about the word with them and as anytime you speak the word you talk about the word you talk about god i'm telling you you're planting a seed of hope even if you're struggling yourself you can't help but have hope when you begin to talk about the lord and you begin to read scriptures with every testimony that we give to people we're giving hope we're sharing that's why he said to you're made an overcomer by the word of your testimony when we share hope with others what we're doing is we're planting a seed And if that seed is cultivated, it's watered, it can grow into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just because we shared a little bit of hope with someone. There are people right now that you and I know that they think they're stuck. They think things aren't ever going to change. They think they're never going to be able to mend that relationship with their family member, whoever it is but as long as people are breathing there is hope and it's up to you and i to share that you could just share with somebody a testimony i know it looks bleak for you me and my let's just say cousin or brother or somebody we didn't talk for 20 years but god god stepped in and he helped us and now we've mended that you're speaking hope when you share testimonies like that you're, you're, you're speaking hope when someone tells you about their physical condition and you can say let me tell you what God did he healed so and so or he healed me you're speaking hope and that is a seed that's planted that could grow for them into a relationship with jesus christ so they could become a follower too i think sometimes we take verbiage and we get a little confused by it and we get a little overwhelmed with it all this talk about making disciples what does that mean isn't that just a bible term what does that mean i don't know how to do that (laughs) all you have to do is share hope with somebody start speaking hope into people's lives not a hope that just you know you just grab it out of the air but a hope because of jesus christ because of what he's done you just start speaking life into people and you it may be someone that you don't feel comfortable yet sharing the full gospel of Jesus Christ maybe they're not ready to hear about baptism in Jesus name because they may attend another type of church and you know they're very faithful regular to their church and they're not ready to hear a different doctrine but they're struggling and you can share hope with them and plant that seed of hope and let them know everything's going to be all right and just maybe they will begin following your lead you plant the seed and then you pray over that seed those words that you have spoken i spoke hope into my neighbor that everything's gonna be all right don't worry about it if we pray god will take care of it and then you pray over that word that seed that has been planted I'm telling you, the world needs this gospel of good news. It's good tidings, that's what the gospel means. Good news. It's good news because there's hope. There's hope in Jesus. There's always hope. They need hope. They need hope that a Savior can save them from their hurting lifestyle. They need hope that... Their finances don't always have to be this way. And we have the answer. Hope. A desire with anticipation. Trust. A desire with expectation. To expect with confidence. That's what hope is. And our world needs that. They need to be able to wake up in the morning and not think that everything's over. But they need to wake up with hope that everything is going to change because they know a God that can change it. I came up with an acronym for hope. Helping others possess expectation. Helping others possess Expectation. I want to give hope to people. I want them to know if he did it for me, I'm a hundred percent convinced he can do it for you. There is hope no matter what. No matter what I see, no matter what I feel. There's just too many people thinking that there's no hope. And we can change that by sharing. This gospel of hope the gospel of jesus christ we can share this book of hope with them by giving them scriptures like psalm 31 and 24 be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the lord all ye that hope in the lord psalm 31 and 24 he shall strengthen your heart people need their heart strengthened or psalm 33 and 18 behold the eye of the lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercy we can say to people, Do you know that if you hope in Him, His eye is on you? Psalm 38 and 15. For in Thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear. I'm expecting you to hear me because I hope in You, O Lord my God. Psalm 71 and 5. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Psalm 147 and 11. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Acts chapter 2 verses 26 through 28 therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope wow a lot of people need rest and they can rest in hope because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption thou hast made known to me the ways of life thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance romans 5 and 5 says and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us unto us, and hope maketh not ashamed. Colossians chapter 1, beginning with verse 23, Colossians 1 and 23, if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof i paul am made a minister who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of christ in my flesh for his body's sake which is the church whereof i am made a minister according to the dispensation of god which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of god even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his saints verse 27 to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you the hope of glory that's quite a hope You and I have been very blessed beyond words that someone told us about this hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So I believe it is our duty to turn around and pass that hope on to someone else. We need to share hope with people if it's just a word it doesn't have to be a prayer meeting it doesn't have to be a full blown bible study it's just speaking hope into hurting people that think nothing's going to change and we can say to them well let me tell you what he did for me let me bring you some hope there's always hope in the lord i want us to pray today and i want us to ask the lord maybe there's someone that you talk to on a regular basis or maybe you've just began talking with them and it's someone that's been hurting ask the lord to put the words in your mouth to speak hope to them to let them know there is always hope no matter how bad it looks i mean you can take whatever the situation from a to z it, it just doesn't make any difference what the situation is anything in between any situation there's hope no matter how bleak it looks there is hope i promise you i'm convinced let's pray